What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's going on? It's Johnny King, and thank you for joining me on this episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. You know what's fascinating to me is that although I've been studying human behavior uh, in depth for the past 15 years, and quite frankly, longer than that, uh, when I look at all the books I started reading when I was in junior high, um, and yet, as much as I, quote unquote, intellectually know, it still fascinates me with how how true <laughs> some of this stuff really is. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, from the standpoint of uh, the, the whole premise of that we don't change as human beings until where we currently are or whatever we need to like ultimately do to change becomes more painful than it is to actually move forward, right? So most people, they put things off, right? Myself included at times, 100%. I put things off like, let's say my taxes, right? That's an obvious one. We put things off until uh, until the deadline, until it becomes more, um, yeah, more painful, uh, more of a risk. Uh, am I going to get fined? Am I going to, uh, you know, so sometimes when we leave, when we put on a deadline, <clears throat> we'll leave things until as close as we can to that deadline and then we pump something out, right? So it's really interesting how, you know, as the, as the saying goes, uh, good is the enemy of great. And good is oftentimes the the standard that we're willing to tolerate. And yet, what ultimately gets us great results, <laughs> a lot of times, is when we raise our standards to that of uh, excellence, right? And yet, most of us, again, are willing to accept results that are much less than excellent because we put things off. And we don't work on something continuously. <clears throat> Man, sorry, got something stuck in my throat. And so that is like why we have mediocre health, physical health. It's why we have mediocre financial health. It's why we have a mediocre relationship or marriage. Is because we don't, uh, you know, a lot of times if there's areas that we're succeeding in, it's because we are pouring into them day after day after day. And the things that we're not succeeding in the things that we don't have great results that we're not proud of we're not pouring ourselves into and so our taxes our body our mental health you know like i said our relational health our financial health all those things there are probably areas of your life that are dialed in 
that you're proud of. And there's probably areas of your life that you're really not proud of, right? And so if you think about how much time you allocate to the things that you are, you know, at least expressing some sort of excellence in compared to those things that you don't, it should be pretty clear as to why that is, right? And so I was just thinking about this because, uh, like I was saying, as much as I know this intellectually, I still struggle uh, in various areas of my life um, where I let things get so painful that it finally gets more motivating. <laughs> like the motivation comes from I can't keep continuing this to happen. And I refer that to kind of like we hit an emotional threshold, right? So maybe you hit a certain number on the scale. Um, you are just so frustrated with how life currently is that it motivates you into action, right? Into action that would hopefully bring different results. But then the challenging thing is how long do we take action? We typically take action until we are no longer in pain, right? So I saw this a lot when I was running my gyms and working with people as a health coach for eight years, you know, they would get so frustrated that they would hit a, hit a threshold. They'd call me, and of course, they want immediate results, <laughs> which, gratefully, uh, over the time period, I had figured out how to do that um, and, and still help people. They can quickly lose 10, 15 pounds in a matter of a week or two. And that's awesome. And yet, what that does is just alleviates the pain that they were in. So it's not as bad as it used to be, and usually that's when they take the the pressure off the accelerator. And it makes sense because sometimes, and, and most often times, the level of intensity that we go about making change um, is almost so intense that it is nearly impossible to uh, uphold and to, to, to work consistently, right? It makes me think of that, uh, that quote that the Navy SEALs use, which they say, slow is smooth and smooth is fast, right? So if you're going really, really fast, it can be, uh, <laughs> if you're really not careful of what you're doing and very intentional, you can hit a pothole, I'm saying metaphorically speaking, right? You can miss details. You can put yourself uh, in, in harm's way. So to go slowly is to ensure that you are going smoothly. And when you have things that are going smooth, you're actually making good progress. You know, slow, smooth, smooth is fast. Versus the person, let's say, that just hits the ground running and goes 100 miles an hour, hits a pothole, uh, off comes a wheel, and then they're, you know, broken down on the side of the road versus the, the, the tortoise that just kind of slowly just kind of is just real consistent, <clears throat> just consistently gets, you know, things done. And so I just, I love that idea of... <laughs> consistency over speed will more times than not 
win the day. And that is the whole kind of premise behind the, the tortoise and the hare, uh, you know, story. And so, you know, why I say this is fascinating at the very beginning of this podcast is because, like I said, I know these things and yet it doesn't, it doesn't always make a difference knowing, right? It's actually <laughs> believing, actually operating from that place. And so when it comes to certain areas of my life, certainly like my fitness, uh, my health, I, uh, I am consistently working on it every single day. I eat healthy. I work out. I'm constantly playing. Like right now I'm playing racquetball on, on Wednesdays with my buddy. I play softball on Sunday nights. Um, I ride my bike several times a week. I ride horses a couple times a week. Uh, I go to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I've been throwing in a bunch of uh, cardio as well, doing 45 minutes of interval training either outside or on the treadmill. Like, okay, like that's a fair amount, right? You're listening to me say that. And you're like, oh, shit, that's kind of intense. Well, A, I don't have any kids or, you know, a significant other at the moment, so I've got time, <laughs> right? Oh, and even besides that, I'm walking my dog uh, multiple times a day, probably 15, 20, 15 or 20 minutes every walk, and that's three times a day, right? So I'm roughly walking even outside my dog, and I've calculated this, 30 to 35 miles a week just walking. So no wonder my health is uh, one of the things that I excel at, right? Business, relationships, uh, those various things, right? The thing that I have been struggling with, and I go through seasons, right? I know what to do. I don't always know. I don't always do what I know. How many times have you said that? Have you heard other people say that? And so the, the reality of that is that's typically where people are lying to themselves. They say, I know what I need to do, but I'm just not doing it. But why would someone do that? I know how to make a million dollars, but I don't make it. I know how to, you know, make my spouse happy, but I don't do it. You know, I know how to lose weight, but I don't do it. The reason why I say people are lying to themselves is because uh, they actually don't know what's keeping them or holding them back from actually doing it. They intellectually think they know, but usually it's something in their blind spot, something like fear, resistance, that sort of thing that's really holding them back. And it takes a lot of humility and honesty to get to the bottom of what really is preventing us from raising our standard from good enough, uh, raising our standard from I'm, I'm willing to tolerate like mediocre results in my health, my physical health, relational health, financial health, than it is to really push for greater results, right? And so we're willing to accept and to um, settle for, eh, it's okay. I know it could be better, but it certainly could be a lot worse, right? Because I think a lot of times we have, we're up against the biggest enemy, which is resistance. And the resistance to actually push ourselves out of our comfort zone. Because it's just not comfortable, obviously, <laughs> when you're outside your comfort zone. Write that down. Johnny King quote. Being outside your comfort zone is uncomfortable. <clears throat> uh, 
right? Physically, emotionally. Um, and it requires what I find uh, oftentimes just a lot of emotional um, expenditure, a lot of, uh, like I said, intention, a lot of focus, a lot of, and I tend to only have so much of that each and every single day to give, right? Now, when it comes to exercise, it's one of those things that I have done so much in my life that it really comes pretty easy to me. But I know for individuals that haven't done that, it does take a lot of effort to motivate themselves, to get in the gym, to, you know, <laughs> put on their outfits, get, you know, drink their water each day, eat healthy food, all that sort of thing. So there's varying, varying levels of uh, expertise. And so at some point, of course, you want to the point where you are unconsciously competent in whatever area that right now you don't have the results in. But that resistance is a bitch, big time. Now, if you haven't read The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, I highly, highly recommend it. It's one of my most favorite books, probably my top three books. It's actually a pretty short read. Uh, I have it on Audible. I have it uh, on digital as well, meaning like uh, on my iPad. And I will reread it, you know, every, I don't know, every other year, every couple of years, just as a refresher. And so I personally have been struggling with being productive I have all of these things. I'm literally staring at my whiteboard right now. I have an entire whiteboard full of like shit to do in all my other areas of life. Not just, you know, my business, although that's definitely, um, but my different investments and uh, my relationships, my health, uh, connecting with mentors, all these things. A lot of these things have been up there for a while and, uh, and they don't get checked off. Because I keep kicking the can. I keep kicking the can, meaning like I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. And then it's like, I guess the end of the week. I'm like, okay, next week. Uh, I'm going to do it on Monday. I'm going to do it on Monday. And yet it it doesn't get done. And so I just realized um, the, the War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, he just talks about how the enemy is resistance. Whether you have a book to write you know, a project to have, a, a relationship to improve, weight loss, you know, that you want to achieve, um, a promotion you want to go for, uh, any type of major project will result in massive resistance. The more important something is to you, the more resistance you're going to face. And so in his book, it's just, it's again, just so good. Trust me on this one. If you struggle with procrastination, self-sabotage, with saying things like, I know what I need to do, but I'm not doing what I know, pick up that fucking book and read it like yesterday. I shit you not, it's one of my most favorite books. And the reason why I listen to it over and over again is because it kicks my ass every single time. I'm like, ah. He just is, he's so articulate. He does such a good job. And it's, it's actually hilarious. He writes amazingly well. Um, it makes you laugh about how we are all wired in, in such a similar way of just wanting comfort. 
And if it's comfortable, then we really don't have any reason to change. It's only when things get so bad that it's it's we have to change to seek greater comfort because it's so painful right currently, right in this moment. Otherwise, if it's more painful to change than it is to stay the same, nine times out of ten, we'll just stay the same, right? So, again, third time in a row, just read that book, War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. You can thank me later. So having said that, resistance is crazy. And he talks about resistance being this kind of like immovable force, a force that you can't see, but it literally is what we are up against every single day. And I was thinking about that just in terms of the metaphor of the gym, right? We go into the gym and we essentially do resistance training. We are we are working against resistance. A muscle, what it demands in which to grow is resistance placed upon it. The more time that that muscle can work directly in proportion and, and directly uh, in, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, opposition to resistance, the stronger and bigger that muscle gets. And it's it's a perfect metaphor for life in all its various <laughs> areas and forms of, of uh, our lives where we want to improve. <clears throat> but you go into a gym and that the entire gym is filled with resistance. You have resistance bands, you have weights that, you know, are resisting. Uh, well, they're not resisting. You have to resist picking those weights up against gravity, Right. They ultimately just want to stay stagnant. They want to stay on the ground or on the in the machine. But it's our willingness to face and overcome that resistance that creates greater growth, greater strength. And so oftentimes, uh, having attended Tony Robbins events and that sort of thing, what he helps you do is you actually take the pain – Let's say um, you don't make any more money. You make the same amount of money that you've been making to, you know, this year and you extrapolate that out 10 years, okay? 10 years of making the same amount of money, nothing changes. You make no progress in your career and in the, the income that you're making and he talks about how painful would that be to you, that if in one full decade, you've made absolutely no progress in your business um, ventures, right? You can think about that in terms of your health or the health of your relationships, whichever, right? Whichever one really, really you want you know, to be motivated to make change. And he talks about you want to be able to step into that future you 10 years from now and to experience the pain of how frustrated, how absolutely pissed off, frustrated at the end of your, the rope, at the end of your rope you would be if you were to have made no progress in whatever area of your life that you're not happy with. 10 years from now, feel that today and allow that to motivate you to take action right now, especially if it's something where 
yeah, I know I need to change this, but I, you know, I know what to do, but I don't do what I know and I'll start next week or so <clears throat> there are those things that uh that we keep kicking the can on, right? We keep procrastinating, we keep pushing them further off into the future. And before we know it, days and weeks and months and sometimes even years go by without any change, right? And oftentimes it's that just that time that passes, right? And our own frustration with our lack of behavior in in a way that would create progress is what actually motivates us to finally take action. But along with that usually will be guilt of having not changed any sooner, right? So that's why he says you want to actually feel the pain of future disappointment or frustration or whatever and to feel it right now in this present moment to motivate you to move forward. And so I say that because I've been procrastinating on a bunch of stuff here on my whiteboard and in my life as well. And, you know, from the outside, uh, there might be plenty of people who are like, dude, you, you do so much. You, you get a lot of stuff done. You're very productive. All I know is that, you know, in our own minds, we kind of compare ourselves against the potential of what we know we could be, right? And this whole podcast, my whole branding is everything about becoming the best version of you. And yet, we all kind of want to get there sooner or later, right? The truth is, you're not going to actually get there. It's just a constant and never-ending process of continually growing, continually sharpening your tools and, and you know, moving more efficiently in life and being more confident and being more grounded and, uh, and all those things, right? And so I know that when it comes to <laughs> productivity, a lot of times I do put things off and I, and I look at like, why am I, what is it? Granted, I can see, okay, whether it be social media or more recently it's been me watching a lot of F1 racing. Uh, I've had a TV in my room for the first time kind of in my entire life. So I fall asleep to watching Netflix, and that might be for 15 minutes, might be half an hour, and I really, really enjoy it. So I've been working through, over honestly, over the last maybe two years, year and a half, since I've put a TV in my room, to not shame myself and just accept the fact that I don't really look at t- watch TV, although recently in the last probably two weeks I've been watching a lot of racing since the beginning of the season, uh, the F1 season, but primarily, you know, I got rid of social media, off my phone and I just realized how addictive it is versus when I'm reading at night when I'm reading in general more books I'm more articulate uh, it gets my brain wired a different way uh, I feel more proud of myself and so I realized that when it really comes down to it it's like one of those things where like I know quote unquote I should be <laughs> reading at night versus watching Netflix and certainly I put my phone across the room so I'm not looking at my phone, but then now I have a huge freaking TV, right? So whether my phone's over there or not, <laughs> my phone's really over across the room so that I don't snooze in the morning. That's actually a huge help. But still the way that I, you know, probably waste a lot more time and the way that my brain is going um, as I'm falling asleep watching something on Netflix than it would be if I were reading a book, um, it really probably impacts my sleep, my sleep quality. 
So I just, you know, I just have struggled and struggled knowing what to do <laughs> to make some changes, but not doing what I know. Like, okay, some of those things I know I just have to draw a line in the sand. For one, I need to just sell my TV, uh, which I did years and years ago when I was starting my gyms. I sold my TV off, and I didn't have any anything. I didn't have anything in my my house <clears throat> to watch, really. And lo and behold, I was uh, really productive. <laughs> and what did I do for entertainment? Well, I either listened to music or I read a book. And I've kind of fallen back into uh, lowering my standard. Uh, you know, in various areas of my life and just accepting like, ah, it's all right. It's, you know, I can have a little bit of this um, as it relates to, you know, streaming. And so I've just decided, you know what? I need to raise my standard. It doesn't have to be cold turkey in terms of um, or setting a standard for like the rest of the year. Let's just work on one week. Sell my TV keep my devices away from my computer during the day so I'm not watching racing. I've had I have to rip the band-aid off in many different ways and, and I'm saying all this using myself as an example because I feel like there's probably areas that uh, you need to do the same. And I know for certain guys that I have worked out worked with it's maybe like uh, eliminating alcohol out of their house. Maybe it's uh, eliminating sweets, things in their uh, fridge, just or eliminating all the things in the house they know they go to when they have weaker moments, right? Putting their phone across the room or in another room when they go to bed, right? It's, uh, it's various things like that. It's even like um, signing up with a personal trainer for two or three workouts a week because they know they to have more, um, I guess, the resistance um, or feeling like I would be more ashamed to cancel my appointment, you know, or to, to, you know, ghost my personal trainer than it would be to just, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym three days a week, but then you don't actually go because no one's really holding you accountable. I know for a lot of people that really helps for them, Right. Um, so there's various, there's so many different ways that you can kind of create more pain to not doing something, which I oftentimes refer to as some type of like artificial consequence. Um, and it doesn't have to be so much of a punishment, but a consequence, right, to not doing something. And I say artificial is because you come up with it and you create it versus the non-artificial, the, the normal consequence of not doing something typically is running up against a deadline or running up just against time, like I said earlier, and just being so frustrated that we haven't moved this ball down the field in a certain area. And so you finally get so frustrated that that kicks you into, you know, a different behavior. But along with that too, like I said, comes a lot of shame and that's really tough to, to work against. And, uh, I think it's one of those things that just you've really got to dig, got to dig in by being brutally honest with yourself, brutally honest. And if your behavior hasn't changed, you keep telling yourself 
I need to quit my job or I need to lose 40 pounds or I need to fill in the blank, whatever it is for you, and you haven't done it and you've been telling yourself for a while that it needs to change, then, you do, dude, you got to do something drastic, right? And for me, it's removing the TV. It's selling it. It's, it's moving my devices. It's doing this and this and this. Uh, buying this little timer that I have, a 25-minute timer so I can do my Pomodoros and just setting that timer for 25 minutes, turn off all distractions, and I know at the end of those 25 minutes I can go back to my, you know, check my text messages or, or whatnot and just being more disciplined in how I, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, just how I handle my day, how I allocate my time throughout my day because it's so so easy especially with youtube and social media and and all those things that are so seductive and they don't seem like they're a big deal and yet over time you know you waste hours upon hours and weeks after weeks ultimately like a lifetime of us not showing up and becoming the men that we know that we have deep down inside the the potential to become Instead, we exchange that potential becoming for literal, like, mindless cotton candy of social media or, you know, news or sports or whatever, where it fills time. And just like cotton candy, it seems substantial, but as soon as it goes in your mouth and touches your tongue, it just dissolves into nothing. That's what we want to avoid. And so I'm just saying all this to say that I know I'm going to make some changes here. I have to because by bo- getting brutally honest, I'm like, you know what, Johnny? <laughs> You've been saying that you're going to make some changes while keeping those kind of, um, whether it be devices or keeping certain uh, addictions kind of within arm's reach. I know for me, I can't even have them within, within arm's reach. And I know talking to various guys, who have struggled with alcohol or porn or gambling, they can't go by the whole um, idea that, oh, everything in moderation. They're like, no, I can't do any alcohol or I can't do any gambling of any kind on sports or whatever because it's just they can't, they have not yet mastered uh, the moderation in that area and that's okay. (laughs) Better to cut it all out and just know yourself than to pretend like, oh, I can have a little bit, and then next thing you know, you're in like full swing, like binging of whatever it is, food, alcohol, gambling, porn, social media, TV, whatever the case might be, right? All of it results in us not pouring into our kind of divine purpose of why we are here on this planet, and we all have limited time to have the impact that we ultimately want to have. So that's all I got for you today. I really do challenge you to pick up the book, War of Art, Stephen Pressfield, uh, whether it be obviously an actual tangible book or like the Kindle version, the ebook version, or Audible. It's just so good. It's so worth it, especially, especially, especially if you struggle with procrastination. All right. So I hope you uh, found this helpful. It's uh, a lot of times I just I want to be honest and, and vulnerable by saying like I'm struggling, man. I'm struggling with this stuff too. It's not like 
I'm sitting here with a podcast uh, talking your off because I've got all the answers. I know a lot of things uh, when it comes to creating change. But change, creating change is easy, right? You can get really, really disappointed with your health, like I said, and change some things in your nutrition and lose 10 or 15 pounds. But it won't last unless you actually create progress. Change is easy. Progress is difficult because progress comes over time, right? Consistently over time, which more times than not doesn't require a really fast and intense output. It just requires actually little, little output just more consistently over time, right? So slow is smooth, smooth is fast. All right, brother. Hope you enjoyed. We'll catch up with you soon. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you then on the next episode of the Becoming Kids podcast. Talk to you then. Later. That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.